Welcome to Your Voice to the World. I'm Eddie Pinero, speaker, filmmaker, and storyteller, teaming up with Terrence McMahon, retired CEO and best-selling author. Having built multi-million dollar businesses and created lifestyle brands enjoyed by millions around the world, we've established a blueprint to do more and become more. Now we're joining forces to inspire you to share your voice and build the business and lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Welcome to podcast episode one, your voice to the world. I am Eddie Pinero. Terrence McMahon. And we talk about sharing your voice, starting your business, and everything in between. Um, and today, we're going to do, uh, uh, well, we'll do, every week, we'll tie in a certain book that we feel like kind of uh, supports the main theme uh, as we kind of push our way through each podcast episode. And this week is the beginning of a journey, starting something new, chapter one. What is your perspective looking out? We pulled from the sacred bookshelves behind me. We pulled two books. We pulled The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, right? Brazilian. I thought he was from Peru, and they corrected me in the last episode. And The Great Dr. Seuss, All the Places That You'll Go. Two of my favorites. Beautiful. It's both about journeys, both about personal journeys. Um, lots of people got this after, what, high school graduation? Is that when most people get this book? Way back in the day. I yeah. wonder if the 90% rule applies to this little book. This six minute, this is six minutes to read this book. Does it, just, does it sit <laughs> on bookshelves or do people read it? 90% of people, I guess, don't read, uh, don't read past the first chapter of a book. Yeah. See, that's the problem with the cover so pretty. It makes a nice decoration. Right, right. <laughs> I've seen that book before. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so we, we figured that, you know, this is new. This is a new endeavor and... Uh, you know, we're we're sort of combining our experiences, our worlds, the uh, you know the the sectors of life that we come from, combining them and starting a new journey. So, why not start there for everyone else, right? I know uh, whether it's big from a career perspective or you know a little pursuit, little things we want to change. Everyone's on some sort of journey, and we can both speak to this, right? Starting out, looking up at the mountain, it's always the most overwhelming thing. It's always the most challenging thing. How to or how do I begin? And so that's what we're going to kick off today. Starting. Starting. Knocking first over foot. That first. Yeah. What do they say uh, in a TM Demidium facti? The uh, Romans said that once you've started, you're halfway done. Love it. That's one of my favorite lines. Uh, once you get going, problem is everyone sits on the, on the at the beginning of a journey. Where you want to go with your life? What do you want to do with it? And they, they, they sit and they get ready to go versus just going and figuring it out and making the adjustments, right? Exactly. Why I, do you think? Uh, uh, I think people are afraid of being judged. I think people are afraid of making mistakes. I think people are scared of, of losing what they have, mm. putting themselves out there. Identity could be one big thing, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, those times that I've not moved when I should have, it's probably been some kind of identity or... I feel I, I was doesn't it, align with the story you're telling yourself. Or? Yeah, scarcity. You know, thinking you're, you're scarce resources in the world. Mm. Uh, we need to look at being resourceful, uh, particularly if your if your message is important to you. Yeah, hundred percent. Because as we move differently in our lives, because you and I, I'm older than you are, and I, but I started 
I started selling insurance early on in my life after my baseball career petered out, and you were at corporate America, not far from where I was playing baseball, by, by the way. Right. Miles away. Right, Central Mass. Well, you're, you're Western. You're in the insurance business. I was, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up in Massachusetts, That's too. That's where all the cool guys come from, right? Insurance business? <laughs> there's a lot of people in the insurance business. I know. I'm not sure what they do, but there's a lot of people there. They're there. <laughs> um, I, one thing I want to add, too, because to, I, I agree with every single thing you said, it's also the idea of knowing the answers before you begin so like anytime i've been at a crossroads like what usually holds me up you know to use the same metaphor looking at the mountain before i climb it's like thinking i need to know the direct path thinking i need to know how i'm going to get there how i'm going to message it how everything's going to play out and we forget that life is an experiment and so the beautiful part um not only is it imperative but it's also the joy, the beauty, right. the excitement is failing, throwing something against a wall, picking up the pieces, adjusting, repeat, 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 repeat. And that's where you get your your uh, momentum. That's how you build yourself. That's where everything good comes from. I'm for sure you'd attest to that as well. So, I know. yeah, that's that's the first domino. We talked about uh, this book. You and I, we, we dusted this baby off oh, us yeah. yesterday. And this guy wrote this book in... He, he got a publisher. It's his story. It's his, it's his heart, he says. And only one person bought it in six months. Mm. Imagine writing a book. It's a pain in the ass writing a book. And then you, get, you write it, and then one, one person bought it. And then the, another sale was a few months later. Same person that bought the first book. Right. So somebody in the world knew that this was an amazing book, but the publisher dropped this guy. So he failed. And he didn't change the book. He just changed his approach. And then he, the story goes, I just learned this yesterday. And I, read, and I love this book, is he sold a few thousand copies. An American came to Brazil and translated it into English. And then it ended up being a big book in the United States. Clinton ended up getting a hold of it, Bill Clinton, and talked about it, brought copies to the White House, and then you know, it got picked up by other celebrities, became New York Times bestseller, 80 languages, and 65 million copies later, The Alchemist, about a journey. Uh, the big idea in The, in the Alchemist is... When you want something, the universe will conspire to help you get it. Yeah. Which, by the way, how easy would it have been for him to think it's trash, right? After a year of no one buying it. Right, another one. How many people out there would say, well, swing and a miss, you know? It's over, yeah. And it's like, no, no, it's not. But you have to, I always call it, you know, dancing before you hear the music. You got to believe it before anyone else does. And that's challenging, but that's the answer in a lot of... What happens when the music stops while you're dancing? Well, the, the idea is... Same thing, right? Right. It's that no one can hear this tune, but you have to hear it in your head. You have to be able to snap to a melody that no one else gets or understands. Ultimately, they will. Mm. Right? Evolution of insanity. This girl, she creates something. Uh, she wants to. She has an idea. Everyone says it's ludicrous. She keeps building. Everyone says you're wasting your time. Dedicates everything. Everyone says you're, you're, you're crazy. You're wasting your time. You're losing. Then all of a sudden, boom, succeeds. She's got this thing. She's got this success story. Then you see a narrative shift. Then people finally start to see what she sees. It's like, oh, okay, well, how'd you do it? We want to do that. How can I be more like you? Teach us, show us, tell us. And then ultimately after she accomplishes her, her whatever she's doing, has her success, it's, oh, she must be lucky. Ah. And she says, lucky? No, you guys are insane to think that. So it's literally willing something into reality, which is what Paulo Coelho did. 
Um, you know, he believed in himself to an extent. And you see that reflected through this book, by the way. It's yeah. like when he talks about sort of the, the, the journey being the destination in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know? And the oil, the famous oil, one of my favorite parts of the book. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yep. Do you remember it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, I want to see if you read it. Yeah. yeah. So we basically we gave ourselves an assignment to reread the book. Was it a king? Yeah, it was just three years ago. I read it. It was a king that told him, right? right. Put the yep. oil in the spoon and, and he can't uh, spill it. And so he focuses so heavily on not spilling it that he misses everything around him. So the idea is, you know, you get what you focus on. Right. Um, you know, whether that you see that reflected in anything you do, the, the, the targets you set are the ones you'll hit. You'll never hit a target that you didn't set out to, to hit. Right. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then the, uh, you don't notice things as you're, if you're in tunnel vision, you don't notice things, but sometimes as you're, if you're self-experimenting, we talked about self-experiment, um, meaning you're, you are your own greatest experiment. You are your greatest control group because no yep. one gets the feedback better than you do when you're trying something. Like you don't have to look to someone to see if it worked or not. It worked or didn't work. And it's true with your message. You can try it on for size. I mean, do you like it? Is this what you want to do when you go on your journey? Where are you going? Uh, because if you, you don't have a plan, mm-hmm. the world will have one for you, right? That's, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's deep. So, so let me ask you this, right? Yeah. From your, you know, you've had incredible success in the insurance industry. Was there ever a time when you had, you know, you were metaphorically looking at the oil in the spoon and missed something important. Um, you know, cause you've, you pivoted a lot and you, your life has been one giant experiment and you keep adapting and growing. Um, that's a, I mean, there's I put it this way. If I were more aware, I think the number one ability is awareness. If I was more aware as I, as I was trying to do something that didn't work repeatedly, mm-hmm. I didn't know enough to make adjustments early enough. So if I started over today and I had to make my money the exact same way I did, right. I would do it differently. I'd be more aware. I'd make more adjustments. I'd be more open-minded. I would get more mentors. I'd take in more media. I'd look for models that already worked. I didn't do any of that. Right. I just literally, they gave me a, a phone book to call out of and a in a street to canvas. That's like the perfect, perfect metaphor. Go for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. yeah, like you. so, so for, it's like a hack to answer that question because yep. you would, it would, you would wish for the simple awareness to know that you're looking at the oil. It's like, look up, buddy. Right. There's stuff to your left. There's stuff to your that's right. Exactly. That's the whole, the whole, the whole idea in that, that, in that, in that part of the book is that. Yeah. That the, you, you had answers and opportunity to make money. I did, I did actually get lucky enough to notice one thing. Because on top of no, door knocking, we cold called. Mm. And when you door knock, you get your, you know, your teeth kicked in by the, by the uh, cold calling. People hate your guts. And it's about as bad a job as you can get. But, man, when you can do that and figure it out to make some money, at least enough to feed your family. Mm-hmm. You can take that in other places. But I, when my son was born there, there was a, it was an amazing day. The other thing that was amazing is when he was born, these nurses came in, they slapped these ink pads on his feet and they put his finger and feet on a card. And I was like, what are you doing with that? And they said, well, we're going to take that down and register him as a human being in the United States. It's mm-hmm. a birth registration. And that, I knew all about it because every Tuesday night, those people that are registered newspapers, when there were newspapers, was to print the birth announcements. So if you had a baby the week earlier, on Tuesday night, you got about 900 phone calls from insurance agents selling life insurance. And I said, wow, if I can get that information earlier, and I did, Mm -hmm. and then I could get their phone number earlier, and I figured out how, I called 411, and then I, I, I called them way earlier with a unique story instead of just saying, 
I saw in the paper you had a kid. I said, well, I was down at town to town hall and I pulled out a card that has your son's footprints and fingerprints. <laughs> on and I noticed that you just had a baby One step ahead. Yeah. And have you updated your policy since your new arrival? Have you updated your plan? I got in first and it was just a simple, what I now know is an algorithm, mm-hmm. a set of steps. Um, and I never, it took me a long time to get that. I wasn't aware. If I was aware, I would have tried more things and, and made adjustments. So, 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 so let's talk about that. Cause I feel like that from my own experience, I struggle with that. And I know I'm, I'm positive. A lot of the listeners have at some point too. So you started on knocking on knocking on doors and it was brutal. I'm sure there was a level of comfortability you had to push through to get just okay existing doing that. Yeah. Right. And then you have the comfortability and then you identify someone that could succeed there. And then you say, wait a minute, I can outsmart the game. Right. Was it, was, was that, a linear evolution for you? Yeah, or? it was. Yeah, you, know, you got. I had. I had. A, I had a, an edge. Yeah. And you make. You got to make your breaks. And you, you know you, that's what being innovative when you go on a journey. If you want, you want to go on the world's journey. You want to go sit in school, finish college, get a job, go to work, save money for retirement, retire, move to Florida. Okay, you and I are in Florida way earlier. You know, we we, we came here thirty years earlier. You came here fifty years earlier. Like you 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 didn't you didn't use the the algorithm that the world has. Right. You changed it. You moved to Florida yeah. first. Why can't you be in your 20s and live on the beach, right? That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> a simple question. That's yeah. part of your journey. <laughs> right. You yeah. you became the captain of your ship, as one of your videos is, right? Amen, bro. You're in control. Yeah. yeah. Which is our episode two, by the way. We're going to be, you're in control. And think about your journey. I know you started in corporate insurance. Like a, You were like a manager, like a, a bean counter. Yeah, Connor, yeah. Right? well, yeah. it was like a, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was called like a future leaders program. So they put you in this rotation where you do like all kinds of, you know, stuff, mm-hmm. and, um, which is cool. Again, it's one of those things where you pull things from that you don't even realize. Like the biggest thing I learned, and, and it was brutal for me, it's like it was trying to put a round peg in a square hole every day. Mm-hmm. And, but there are things I look back now and I, I'm thankful for. One is that, human beings because right out of school you're still essentially a kid and they sit you next to these people that are you know 40 years older than you in some cases and you're supposed to contribute and be their equivalents and it's like i'm taught to respect you know um not that you shouldn't but and so it's like people are just people everyone wants to be valued you get things done you get people to approve and go along with your ideas when you include them, make them feel part of it, and make everyone feel valued. I mean, that's that's one on one. Just right. makes life uh, so you know that. And then um, you know beyond that, when I did the singer songwriter thing in Boston, I could jump into that for a sec. But um, same concept. It's it's the things in life that wh- where we struggle ultimately give us the tools we need to propel us to the things that we love to do. So when we're firing on all cylinders, it's not like it just happens. It's like, no, you're picking up the scraps and the pieces from when you got your teeth kicked in, you know, and um, putting the puzzle together. So you went out the door. This is this book. Yep. Oh, the places you'll go. You're, you're off. You're off on your way. Right. You're off to new places. Dr. Seuss wrote this. So I see this little kid. One of the deepest books I've ever read, by the way. (laughs) And he he goes right out of town with his guitar, right? That was yeah. your that was when you left Commerce Insurance, wasn't it? Commerce? Uh, I don't want to say Safe? the insurance company, oh, okay. but it was why. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> I, I trash it from time oh. to time. <laughs> um, That's a good idea. Good, yeah. good lesson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will, it's, it's optionality. What do I gain from talking about it? Ah. Nothing. What That's could I lose? Very oh, good. Who knows? Optionality being low downside, high upside. Exactly. Right. They might want to hire you to do a big speech. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't commerce. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know it wasn't them. I know I had it right, but I know they were. Right. But you leave, you go, you go take your guitar, you go, I'm leaving here, I'm going down. I'm going to start playing music in bars, right? Yeah, yeah. Saloons and... Basically, I mean, so basically it was the idea, you know, and it took uh, a long time to get there. We talk about this all the time. It was, the, if you don't make a plan, the mm -hmm. world makes one for you. Get good grades, get a good job so that you can get promoted. So that you, and so, like, it takes a while to take a step back and be like, I don't have to do this. We look back now. It's like, who cares? You quit your job, right? I'd advocate anyone in their 20s that's not happy to quit it. It's like you're a baby. But at the time, or even 30s or 40s or 50s, by the way, but I was in, you know, that's my situation. And so uh, at the time, it felt like the world was ending. It literally felt like the world was ending because it was the first time I've ever deviated from that cycle. Right. And you have, you know, the people in your life that love you and care about you that are worried and there's uncertainty and there's a financial constraints and all these things. But your back to the wall is everything because you learn that you can fall down and get back up. It's so powerful. And so was it, a, you know, it was, a, it was a brutal eight months in that regard because it was so uncertain. Playing, playing shows at one in the morning, no one shows up. Tragic on its face, Right. right. What does it teach you? It teaches you that sometimes you're going to have to dance your own music. Sometimes when you want something in life, people don't see it. People don't support you. You have to be your own biggest fan. Mm -hmm. Getting on stage, telling a story, singing a song, entertaining a crowd, it's difficult. You worry about your appearance. You worry about whether you're getting through. Well, what do you learn? You learn how to communicate and articulate yourself to a crowd. Right. Those things come with you no matter what you're doing. So, you know, it's exactly what we're saying, that the down, the down times are what we call down times end up literally propelling us. Um, so the places you'll go, it's, it's a perfect metaphor because he talks about, you know, being in this balloon and flying high and then, you know, the balloon pops and you're stuck on this perch and everyone leaves and, hey, it's life. Right. It's and life. you make, and I don't know how he gets down from the balloon. I remember that. He's stuck on the tree. He's in the slumpville or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. He goes into a slump, <laughs> which... Which is interesting. You talk about journey and you go off to do some one thing and you end up doing something else. So you were trying to be an, a musician, singer, songwriter, and you end up doing this channel. And your channel seems to resonate with lots of people right. worldwide, 50, right. 50 plus million views. But you have a particular niche in running. Yeah. So that was like based on feedback, based upon a passion. You kind of. Yeah. Well, it's the funny thing is it's the same message so i could take the idea from running in the rain mm -hmm. ten thousand hours any of these running videos and, and put them in a business setting put them in a creative setting um, but the idea is always the same and runners know this when you're running especially uh you know a distance a long run it becomes hell and one part of your brain is trying to convince the other one not to stop because it would be a real treat to just sit down and breathe for a second mm -hmm. but you know you can't and if you push through that, you ultimately get where you want to go. And there's this high that you can't even articulate. And that exact situation occurs in everything, right? I, as a creator, you know how many times I wanted to stop? You know how many times I worked on a video, thought it was going to change the world and no one cared? Right. You, you want to stop and breathe. You want to call it a day. But when you push through, 
you get that high, you get to the next race, and uh, that's ultimately what, what, what makes you you. Do you know what's interesting? We were looking at this yesterday because you and I met. Like You live alone uh, up the street, not far from me, right? Right. And there's a part in this book where you, you become successful, and then you, it's not everything you thought it would be, and now you have to deal with being alone. Right. Uh, when you're all by yourself and you're on your, you're, you're on your journey and no one's with you. Right. And there's a great, great. part in the book about quiet and waiting yeah. for your chance to break out again. I think it's about the, the cycle and the circle. Everything's a cycle. Yeah, it comes. Everything's yeah, it a comes cycle. and goes. I, I struggle with that. I mean, that's because you got you to gotta prioritize. You know what I mean? So like when your work, when your message, when your craft is number one, that means everything's number two. That means relationships sometimes take a back seat. That means social life sometimes take a back seat, takes a back seat. And so, you know, those are the trade-offs and you have to, you have part of, part of your journey, part of being successful is understanding what's important and being able to give up the things that a lot of people won't. Right. You know? Um, but yeah, again, articulated in, oh, the places you'll go, which you'd think would be some like kids book but it was i mean just such a powerful message yeah time away time away is very rare people don't typically get the gift of time alone time in 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 retro retrospection is that what it is this time alone by yourself to think about it and reload what you want to do right because if you have you know five if there's five wheels on this on this vehicle because i think there's five uh-huh. body relationships mind learning earning if one of them's off for too long, you can, you can turn one off for a little while to put a little more energy and torque into another one. If one of them's off for too long, you're going to crash. got to have some balance. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to have the, the balance. And, and uh, well, it's good. It's about, about a journey because in, in this case, it's this book here, right? He falls in love. Mm. From the mirage at the end, he's already been beaten up and robbed two or three times. He finally falls in love. He says, well, I'm not going to go on my journey. I'm going to stay here in the mirage, be in love with this lady, Fatima. And, and then... He gets compelled. I think the alchemist compels him to continue the journey. Like you have a mission, a personal legend, they call it. Yeah. And you got to go. And she supports him. Remember? Yeah. And he has the vision that saves the village or the mirage and um, the community. And he goes on and finishes the, uh, the journey. Up, down, up, down. That's, they're both these books are great. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, as, long as, you don't, as long as you don't stop. Right. Doesn't matter how, long, how fast you go. Just don't stop. Even if and, you crawl. Yeah, that's about, that's in fact, about... In fact, anticipate times where you crawl. Let me ask you. Let me tell you what, what I learned about one thing. And there's two schools of thought on this in two different books. One was the law of attraction. You know, if you want to visualize yourself doing well or getting something, mm-hmm. just visualize and it'll come to you. Right. And then there's another um, school and, and study that was called, uh, it was called mental contrasting. It's you visualize what you want, but you also visualize the mistakes and the stumbles and the, and the roadblocks you're going to get along the way. And that particular mindset is actually more successful than the first one, unless if you really don't believe you can do it, you're better off with the law of attraction. Yeah. They did two control groups. That's I mean, interesting. I, my, my problem with the law of attraction, I mean, I, so obviously it's, 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 it's a... You need it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe it's going to happen, your actions don't, you know, reflect that, and you'll never get where you're going. But 
sometimes I see it taken so far where people can, they think they'll will themselves into right. a different situation by thinking about it. And that's not, it's again, like we talked about, it's cyclical, it's action, it's losing that's required for you to ultimately win. So right. yeah, I agree. Like you have to, it, it's not that you have to visualize failing. Like you have to expect it. Darren Hardy said mm -hmm. it perfectly. He's like, you know, you, it's not like, oh, you know, learn to anticipate losses. It's like, no, seek them out. Like, hope to get your teeth kicked in mm -hmm. because that's what makes the man, you know? Right, right. I'm going to make sure we haven't, we haven't said this yet, but if you have questions, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, all those information, uh, what do you call it, whatever those things we'll are called. We'll put the links below. Yeah. That's I don't what know we'll what do. they're called. I could care less. <laughs> last thing I want to do is spend my time with that shit. But uh, I'll look at them. I just don't want to deal with where they come from and how they get there. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Um, the, on, the, on that last topic, though, um, we were talking also about the, the um, explanatory style that, that, I, that uh, the study I was telling you about, Learned Helplessness, uh -huh. with Martin Seligman. There's the dogs that got zapped and jumped out of, the, out of the crate, they jump over the crate and they end up getting zapped and they leave and they don't get zapped. The second group, they zap the dog, the dog jumped over the barrier into the other side, zapped the dog again. The dog ultimately were trained not to even bother. They were helpless. Right. And they looked at what learned helplessness could be, could be cured by what's called learned optimism. Mm. And it depends on the, the story you tell yourself about it. You know, if you believe it's temporary and global, I meaning it happens and it's just and it's going to go away, mm -hmm. is one thing. Or if you believe it's personal and, and permanent, that's a pessimistic view. So in mental contrasting, if you're visualizing a journey successful and you're also seeing seeing the stumbles, which I agree, they're going to happen. They're just going to happen. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. These both these books aren't books. Certainly not 80 million copies without tr conflict. Right. Story and conflict is everything, right? Yeah. The story you tell yourself determines whether you get by it or you don't. There's no conflict. Right. Uh, no conflict, no story. Again, we both had a lot of opportunities to stop along the way, and we didn't. And We're still I, going. Still going. And we'll fall on our face again. But that's, that's life in the big city. So, But, yeah, so when you're looking at, at, at a journey... Using that metaphor, the mountain looking up, there are a lot of things to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, as said in The Alchemist, oh, the places you'll go, the biggest thing is understand that you don't know the path right up front. You don't have to know the path right up front. You'll fall, you'll get bruises, you'll get scrapes, you'll break bones. Um, but when you do get to the top, that's what makes it all worth it, right? Paulo Coelho alludes that uh, uh, the journey is the destination. And that's that's the beautiful thing. So I hope that came through today. Yeah, it's got to go. Know somewhat that you're going somewhere because some people I don't think are they're not they're not thinking about going anywhere. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of immobilized by uh, negativity, and you want to always look at some goal that you can aspire to, and you make the adjustments. You get the feedback. You're your own experiment, and you work your plan. The only way to lose is to do nothing. The only way to lose permanently is to do nothing. And that's, you gotta remember that, so. We used to say a lot of people didn't buy things, like they didn't buy insurance for their family for whatever reason. I was always surprised, like you, you don't have any insurance. It's like, well, I'm not ready to make a decision. It's like, well, you've made a decision through indecision. Right. 
That's your plan. Right. So that's Doing nothing plan. is a decision. That's the plan, yeah. In fact, if you die in Massachusetts without a will, the state of Massachusetts actually wrote one up for people to die without a will, which is about 80%. So they determine who gets your money. They determine who takes care of your kids. They right. determine everything. And right. that's how the world will work if you don't be proactive. And read these two books. If you have questions about the books, um, I would like just text us or email us, whatever. And the uh, next episode is on you're in control. You are the captain of your ship. Captain of your ship. I want a boat. Well. You know what's good about living here? I, was, I had breakfast today on the, on the, uh, right near a marina. Mm. It helps me understand how poor I really am compared to other people. Someone huh. apparently can afford a 200-foot boat with a 60-foot boat on the back of it. Right. I don't have a boat. Do you have a boat? I don't have a boat. I want one. That, that's never been the standard for me. So, I'd to your point. A, I'd rather have a jet, but. Make that the standard and uh, life cool. adjusts. All right. But, yeah, so to your point, um, any like we want to start uh, incorporating the audience more. So any questions, thoughts, anything related to the books, you know, hit us up via email, Facebook. We'll put all the links to all our social below. Um, and, yeah, next week, you know, step two. Um, we'll be on taking control of your life, understanding that you are the captain of your own ship, and we'll be driving that conversation with the book, Essentialism, um, which I've always considered to be kind of the holy grail of self-help, the idea of um, one lining up that one thing that, that means the most, the most impactful, and also cutting away the stuff that is not relevant and is not pushing you forward. Nothing more simple and meaningful than that with regard to progression. If you read Essentialism, get ready to whack some relationships and some habits. If you really want to take this book, if you get absorbed in it, most important word in the world, in my judgment, is decision. Yeah. Decision. D means away from, detour, the etymology of decision. Cision is cut, incision. A decision is not to do something you're, that you want to do. It's to stop doing something that you already are doing, yeah. cutting away from. And Essentialism is perfect for that amen amen so all right well your voice to the world season one wrapping up thank you for listening hanging out and uh we'll see you next week Boom.